Welcome back to the Sacramento Kings edition of the Hoops Temple Podcast. Joined by Jack Dan, we're doing an all-time Sacramento Kings era draft. Players that play for the Kings since 1986. We're building a team, five starters, three bench players, a coach at the end. Jack, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It, it was a struggle coming up with a big board, but I'm ready. We really have not had 16 players that are good play for us in this amount of time. Jack, being our guest, would you like to start us off? Ooh, you're giving me the first pick. I think that it would be pretty... It's not a very exciting pick, but I think it's probably the correct one to take Chris Webber at the four because there's not a lot of good power forwards. I think that's a great pick. You can, you can cheese it a little bit and go small. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate you, but you got to pencil it in at some point. Yeah. Webber is the best Sacramento Kings player. Right. Is... You're getting first team all NBA caliber play. You're getting conference finals appearances. That's a good pick, Jack. That's a good pick. Right. I feel like it's, it's boring, but someone's got to do it. All right, so you've got the second pick. Who are you going to go with? I do have the second pick. I wanted to recap Weber's career really quickly. Seven seasons in Sacramento at 23.5 points. Half boards, almost five assists per game. I have Weber in the top 75 for my rankings, and people kind of find that crazy. Weber in those years is as good as Garnett and Dirk, and not Duncan, but he's in the conversation. He's making first-team NBAs over those guys. That's a high level of play that people rarely get to. People think about the no championships and no longevity, but Weber is really, really a special player. Right, and especially in terms of a Hall of Fame case, Weber's collegiate career is unbelievable. I mean, obviously, there's the infamous moment, but still, he had a very successful college career. Absolutely. My second pick the second pick the second pick i'm gonna lock up a shooting guard a little mm. bit older go mitch richmond okay okay that's not a, it's not exactly what i thought you were gonna go with but i i do like the pick it was either him or fox i just right. felt like that kind of end of the game shot making is really important and i didn't want to be bad defensively as much as i like sabonis i just couldn't justify that being my cornerstone Richmond in seven seasons in Sacramento, six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, 23 points, four boards, four assists. He is on, you think about DeMarcus Cousins being on bad at Kings teams, Mitch Richmond saw it worse. Those teams were worse than what Cousins was dealing with. There are seasons where, that, there are seasons where Richmond is the only player with a positive offensive box plus minus in the entire team. If he's playing, like they're okay. And if he's not, they're the worst team of the league by a million miles. And he dealt with so much. And he uh, ended up getting traded for the guy you just took for Weber that gave us so much right. more. But I respect Richmond. I'm going to write him down as my pick. That's fair. Two back-to-back seasons of 42-plus three-point shooting. That's incredible for players in, player in the 90s. Which leaves me with the third pick here. And it's very tempting to take De'Aaron Fox, and I think I might just do it. Again, I'm staying boring, but I've got more exciting picks coming up. So I'm going to take De'Aaron Fox to run the one for me. I like that He's idea. been our guy since 2017. Fastest player in the league currently. Probably one of the fastest players in NBA history. He'll open up the offense for Weber to operate in the paint. I love it. I think that's smart. I think it's, it's like the Sabonis and... Fox pairing now, but with a little bit extra shooting. Some fun stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I think Weber's in- interior game is a little bit more creative than DeMontis, so you don't get bogged down by a big center like Looney. But I like, I like my little pick-and-roll action with Fox and Weber. I'm going to keep it for my, for my second pick. 
the offensive creation, I'm going to keep it going. It's going to be All tough right. to stop us. I'm going to take Peja. You're going to take Peja. Okay. Where are you going to, you're going to run him at the three, I assume? Yeah, he's going to be running at the three if my Beautiful. internet ever loads. One second. It's hard to hate that pick. Peja being one of the rare Kings players, it's really him and Weber that have been in that MVP conversation. I say he's the best three-point shooter the Kings ever had. I know Heald did pass him up. Heald passed him when he was like demanding to be traded. If you're actively trying not to play for the team, your records shouldn't count. Right. I think I, I agree with that. And plus with Heald's post-Sacramento antics, the clip of him in Indiana, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even have Heald on my big board. He was so much fun to watch, but so bad defensively and he now he hates us and it's hard to be like i would love to have him on the team where peja has been a staple in sacramento eight seasons in sacramento that's a lot of seasons at 18 points five boards two assists 40 percent from three it's going to be tough to stop us on the wing jack i'm interested to see where you go it is and there are not great options for a lockdown defensive wing except for maybe i've got one in the hole for later coming off the bench but as a compliment to Weber's athleticism at the four, I think I need a guy with some grit. I think I need a guy with some size. And I'm taking him now, even though he might not be the best center in King's history. I want Brad Miller, the 2002 NBA All-Star, big vanilla gorilla Brad Miller. Brad Miller. That little oh, bit yeah. earlier than I anticipated Brad oh, Miller yeah. coming off the board. I'm a big Brad Miller fan, man. And I think the Miller-Weber back front court is an interesting one because Miller gives you the size, he gives you the strength, and he allows Weber to really operate more as not just a paint presence. Get, let him be a little bit more creative because Miller's going to hold down the center. I think it's a fun pairing. You're telling me you took Brad Miller over Sabonis? I did. I did. They did do that. I mean, they ran that at front court. And it was and they good. Made, they made the playoffs doing it. It was good. And, you know... It seems a little boring to have both De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis on my team because, you know, <laughs> we've got that now. So, yeah, that's true. I'm leaving there. You can't do this to me because I wanted to not be terrible on defense, but I have right. to. I can't pass up on the offensive ceiling of this team. I have to take Sabonis next. You've got to take Sabonis. All right. Wonderful. So the Miller versus Sabonis battles in the paint are going to be fun. They're both, I think, about the same size. Miller might be an inch or two shorter. Sabonis obviously has a little bit more of an outside game, although, as we all know, not too much more of an outside game. And I think it'll be a good battle. Miller is such an interesting player. I saw him on a plane going from Chicago to Sacramento one time. We were like loading up. My dad's like, I think that's Brad Miller. When you're that tall, it's, it's kind of hard to, to blend in. He had the seat by the door. They didn't have any seats in front of it. Mm which is just the life of, the NBA, of an NBA player. For a while, right. Miller was the most recent Kings All-Star, if I, remember, if I remember correctly. When we were like rooting for DeMarcus to make the All-Star team, we're like, first All-Star since Brad Miller. And, and yeah. that, that's a kind of a tough place to be. That was in 2004. He was 14 points, 10 boards with four assists. You're getting that passing back. He spent six seasons in Sacramento, 13 points, eight and a half boards, and four assists. Some nice, some nice offensive... Uh, offensive right. moves here i really i also just really love the size and physicality that he's going to bring he's a he was an animal in terms of just physicality he wasn't afraid of a little foul i like it can you expand on why neither of us have taken demarcus cousins at the center position yet and he took brad miller over both sabonis and and demarcus i think demarcus 
sort of has left a bit of a sour taste in Kings fans' collective mouths. The antics off the court joining the Warriors was also not a great one. The current playing career now where he doesn't really seem to talk very highly about his time in Sacramento, the technical fouls. I just, you know, he's sitting there on the board. He's third. He's my third out of four centers, but I can't, I can't see myself doing it. It is so tricky. I feel like people always talk about the teams were terrible. He was just left stranded in Sacramento watching those games because I would go out of my room and my dad would have the Kings game on and I'd sit there and we'd watch together. And watching Cousins was like watching someone defuse a bomb. You're like, this could go poorly at any second. Right. A few bad calls, a few missed shots, and he started to take his frustration out on the game and, right. and bog it down and take possessions off. It's almost like you don't really want him on the team, but man, was he really talented. Yeah. Do I go he, that direction? Do I throw every single thing I value out the window and just build a super team of, of, of offensive ability? And you take, De, you take DeMarcus Cousins, even though, you know, a singular hard foul by Omar Oshik could get him out of the <laughs> yeah. game. Playing him at the four, you could, you know, there's some spacing abilities. God, that team would be so bad on defense, though. Oh, so you are thinking of a forward pairing of Peja and DeMarcus Cousins. I already took De- I already took a, oh, that's true. That's took true. You Sabonis. Took Sabonis. Uh, so it is my pick. It I is my pick, yeah. You going to do it? Ooh, this is see, this is when it gets hard because the options are not awesome. I actually had Scott Pollard as my fourth center, which was would have been a funny pick. But my debate now is at the two, do I run like Mike Bibby and lose some height? Or do I run rookie Tyreek Evans? Or no, actually I'll I'll I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay save it and I'm gonna take Mike Bibby. And I'm gonna have Mike Bibby and De'Aaron Fox run one and two as a guard. So they're going to both, they're both point guards. They're both a little undersized to play the two, but I don't think it should be a problem. Fox is much quicker than Bibby. Bibby is a lot more creative, I'd say, than Fox. I think it's a fun pairing. For sure. And pretty good point of attack defenders for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not perfect, but Fox is all right. He can get pesky with steals. And Mike Bibby, if I'm taking current Mike Bibby, who's jacked, then maybe I've got a little bit of a physical advantage. So that leaves me with a almost complete starting five here. I'm at Fox, Bibby. I don't have a small forward yet with Weber Miller down at the front court. Screw the DeMarcus Cousins market by taking Sabonis because you really can't play Sabonis at the four. You really can't play, can't play DeMarcus at the four either. If you, and if you do Sabonis and DeMarcus together, it is, I don't know. I think Weber and Miller are taking that to town. What I might do is I might put as like a promo for this podcast is I might put our starting fives in like 2K or something and simulate a playoff series. That's a good idea. That's a good right? idea. That's what I thought. I'm going to kick the can down the road on the fact that my power forward doesn't exist and may, <laughs> might make us the worst defensive team in the league. I'm going to take Reggie Fias. Oh, fun. Okay. Why are you thinking Reggie Theus? If I remember correctly, he has... He plays pretty directly right over the entire decade of the 80s, and he's like mm. third in assists for the 80s. Just his yeah, career lines up pretty well. Makes two all-star teams in Chicago, none in Sacramento, but getting up to 20 points, nine assists, I'm just going to outscore outscore your team. I don't think you have the offensive punch to keep up with me. Right, and I'm a little bit worried about Reggie at the one 
with my undersized backcourt of Fox and Bibby. Reggie Theus is six seven. People do not realize how tall he was. He's got some size. Theus also comes back and coaches the team. Is that right? Right. He does. He does. So, so you know, you don't. Even if you don't get the right coach later on, you end up with kind of a coach on the bench. Or in that's your true. Life. That's true. Maybe I'll pick him to coach the team too. Ooh, interesting. Double so, up player coach. Two K stuff where where guys can play with each other and coach themselves. You have the the next pick. Your small forward's missing. I am missing a small forward, and you did just mention how my team lacks a little bit of an offensive firepower, a little offensive punch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the early 2000s small forward legend. Give me Kevin Martin. That's an offensive punch. It's an offensive for punch. Sure. Kevin Martin, standing at about 6'7", played for the Kings from 2004 about to 2010 when he got traded, averaged at his highest 24 points a game, shot 40% from three, can stretch the floor, he can run. His jump shot might look a little bit weird, but it's going in. He had that kind of left to right jumper that he released at just the right time where yeah. it went straight. He got up to 20 points a few times per game. He's on the worst Kings team ever, the 09 yeah, he team. He, he he's on the 09 that. team. On this team, you know, he's not going to have to carry that kind of offensive load. Not at all. I think that's a pretty good pick. Just I'm pretty happy with murdering it. Murdering DeMarcus Cousins' stock. Nothing left. No. So you need a power forward here. Or you could go right to the bench if you really want right to, to the go bench. for it. I could keep on I could keep the can down the road. taking this can down the road. I'm going to take Doug Christie. Oh, damn. I had that. Okay. That's a really solid pick. I'm, I need some defense. He's going to be our, our Davion coming off the bench, but a little bit taller, able to handle some of those offensive matchups. Right. That's a bummer. I was really had my eye on Doug Christie coming off my bench. Well, in that case, I need a sixth man. And when I think sixth man, I already mentioned him earlier in the recording. I think I've got to take Tyreek Evans. And I'm talking Sacramento early Tyreek Evans. Because nothing says spark plug like a guy who can pull up from just about anywhere, score a bunch of points like, it, like it's nothing. Is, does he have the longevity? Maybe not, but I, I only need his rookie version. I'm liking a Tyreek Evans coming off my bench as a sixth man. I love the, the specific season. Oh yeah, Tyreek Evans. And his that rookie year, he was twenty five and five, and you could kind of see why it wasn't going to turn out into something special. Given he wasn't super efficient, he didn't have the three point shot, he wasn't good on defense. But in terms of production and not being the worst player in the league, which a lot of Kings draft picks are, mm-hmm. he was fun. I had a friend go to that like three quarter court game winner he had. Remember that? I forget who that was against, but that was that was a, a really fun moment. Do you remember his second stint? With the Kings? Like when he yeah. came back in 17? Yeah. Yeah, it was like 14 games maybe. It wasn't very much. He, I think it was like maybe averaged barely double digits and was just frighteningly efficient from three, which was the most terrifying part of it. Because he came back and he was still relatively young because he had all the all the other business going on. And he came back, I think he was like, you know, late 20s, and he was all of a sudden shooting at like a 43% clip as opposed to his wickedly inefficient 20-point-per-game scoring of his early career. And I thought, hey, wait a minute. We might have something here, and then we didn't. And then he got busted again and got suspended. It was so bad. It was this little flash in the pan I was so excited about. Yeah, the personal issues caught up to him. Yeah. uh, I don't know what he was doing, but he got... got Pretty significant ban. And that's not weed. That's not just weed. That's 
no. some harder stuff that he was involved in. Um, yeah, it was an indefinite like, ban, right? It was an, something crazy. I don't He's, remember. I, it was a year yeah. or for, like, forever seems a lot. I think he did. I mean, he got reinstated. Right? He is he still only he's still only 33 years old. 33. That's like the Andrew Bynum thing. How old's Andrew Bynum now? Is he 35 yet? Something like that. He's still pretty young. <laughs> I haven't given up yet. It. He's coming back. He's coming back. I have some spicy options to go for at the at the four. The four can be anything. I really just can't. I can't go big. I can't go two centers. I have a I have a name I'm thinking of. I don't think you're going to pick him, but I think it would be fun. Would fit your team. Let me type in uh, Tyreek Evans one second. Okay, go for it. I gotta figure out who what what defensive guy I need off this bench. Good luck. Good luck finding one. There is yeah. no. You get to take Davion. No, I'm not oh. doing that. You're not doing that. No, I can't do that. I surely that I have a better option. Surely. Think so? Yeah, I probably don't. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think you um, do. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go crazy. So we're just not going to take DeMarcus? He's not going to be on either of our teams? Really? He'll be my last I mean, pick. I might take him at some point. It's, at that point, it'd be hard not to say that he should at least be on one of these teams, but he just can't play with Sabonis. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. You're going to take He's him. on my team. I can fix him. I can figure this out. I'm going to take okay? a, pick a coach. I'm going to pick a coach that can fix him. All right. Sounds good. So you're taking, you're taking Cousins. You're going to play him at the four. No, he's coming off the bench. Oh, he's coming off the bench. Okay. I'm not Got running it. two centers. I'm not running two centers. I'm going to go off the bench. Okay. Some split action. Different looks with Sabonis and Cousins. I think that's better than trying to figure them both at the same time. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the right pick. It's not like to, it's not like Cousins is some world-beating talent that has to be on the floor. He championed a few 30-win teams. He can come off the bench. He'll be okay with that. I think he'll be fine. I am seriously struggling here with a defensive <laughs> player because I, I need some defense yeah you need some i have weber and miller are fine oh sure but, chris weber is a good defensive player oh yeah chris weber is a very good defensive player um it's terrifying that i'm even considering like a rashawn holmes but i'm not going to do that to myself i don't think i can what i will do like do you remember keon clark is that a weird is that a weird call it was like one year, but he was a really good defender. I don't, I don't really remember that. 2002. I believe that it happened. It's like one season. He was really We're in the solid... Yogi Ferrell era. Oh, God. Not the, not the Yogi Ferrell era. My mom loved Yogi Ferrell. She was so sad when he left. I don't it's blame interesting her. Ex- explaining to the people about the, the Keegan Murray chant. Like, that was Yogi Ferrell first. That's where we were as a as a franchise. Is that was Yogi Ferrell's channel. Right. Um, it's not just for Keegan. I remember someone saying, I think on the Bill Simmons podcast, he was like, Keegan has his own chance, and I'm like, no, it was Yogi's first. Like <laughs> a rare Bill Simmons talked about the Kings on his show. He never does that. He never does that. I I, I kind of like Bill Simmons. I and just never hear him talk about us. All right, whose pick is it? All right, it's my pick. I've been All I've right. been sitting on it because I don't know who to pick here. So I am tempted to get weird because I believe that it's really important to just have an entire like a complete lockdown shooter. Like there's you cannot leave the guy open. He's gonna hit threes at an insane clip. And you know we do happen to have a guy who holds a three point record in Kings history, and he does currently play on the Kings. It's tempting. To take Keegan Murray. 
I don't think that's a bad pick at all. And I, I think, think it's I'm a gonna totally do it. reasonable pick. And I'm going to take a stretch four who holds the rookie three-point record Great and idea. just, what was it, shot over 40% on... Uh, he's just... He's Keegan Murray. He doesn't miss threes. We were just talking about him. And I, I think he's going to be a nice guy to come off the bench and, like, really, what is... Well, I was going to say, what is Dead Chris D going to do? But he might he might actually do pretty well against him. <laughs> well, the thing with Murray is, is you don't have to guard against offensive creation. You just have to follow him around. You don't have to yeah. stick a good defender on him at all. No, and at worst, he just sits in the corner and he nails his threes. And that's okay, because he's Keegan Murray. So I'm actually going to take Keegan Murray. He'll be my seventh man. Seventh? Who is your sixth? Tyreek Evans. Who's your, who's your starting small forward? Kevin Martin. Kevin. Yeah. So I have Fox, Bibby, Martin, Weber, Miller, Evans, Keegan, and you have Theus, Richmond, Peja, Blank, Domas, Christy Cousins. And so exciting! I have two really spicy picks for the last two. Do you? At some point, with Theus, Richmond, Peja, Sabonis, Cousins, I don't need all these guys to be world-beating offensive players. You don't? I really don't think I do. But I'm going to take another offensive creator anyways, just for fun. I'm going to take Hito Turkolo and play him at the four. Oh, I love that. That's fun. Okay. Nice. How many seasons did Hito play for us? Not too many. Not too many, but he's on the good Sacramento teams. It's 0102 right. and straight to San Antonio. Then he has his breakout Orlando tenure. But even what he was doing, 80 games, 25 minutes a game, Went off the bench for 70 of them in 2002, 10 points, 5 boards, 2 assists. He is playing small forward, but that is a much much bigger era where Hito was never going to start at the four. But for me, with Sabonis and Cousins, I couldn't grab another center. And Vlade is still on the board. In, a, right. in another world, he could be your starting center. You're totally capable, but I'm not playing two centers. You can't play two centers. I like the pick. I like the pick. I think the Hito and Chris Webber matchup is a fun one. For sure. For sure. So you're left with your final pick. I'm left with my uh, final pick. And I'm looking at my bench. I've got Tyreek Evans. I got Keegan Murray. I need some size. So I think I need a center. And, or at least, or a big man. And my options are kind of not amazing. I've got Scott Pollard. I have Meadow World Peace. But I'm going to oh, take Vladi. I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm taking Vladi back. I was really considering taking Meadow World Peace. How did we, how did we let Meadow World Peace fall so far? I kind of have to take him after that. You want to take him? Do you want to take him before he gets to me? Because I, you feel a little nervous now. A little bit. Um, I don't like how excited you are about Metal World Peace. But he took us to the playoffs. We traded Peja for him, and we, we were bad before he got there. And then we made the playoffs when he, we traded for him. I'm going to take Vlade because okay. of the size. I'm going to take Vlade, yeah. and I think I also like the idea of Vlade versus Demarcus Cousins off the bench in the paint. I think that's a fun matchup. I'm going to take Vlade. But then also, you know, you got to take the world's worst GM. That's a great pick against DeMarcus because really Vlade was a pretty competent Shaq defender because he was so big and he flopped like crazy. I think Cousins could handle about three of those flops where he tries to kill him. Right. Like if anyone's going to get DeMarcus Cousins to technical foul himself out of a game, it's going to be Vlade Divac. And I don't need him to do much on offense because I've got just an offensive powerhouse of a team so i'm all right well i don't think we missed anybody but i have to go we'll run our test at the time that just right. has to be the pick i can't believe i took doug christie before him yeah see if you didn't take doug christie there i would have taken him so i don't blame you good pick you got both 
you want to expand the draft from eight people down to 10 to add some more names in? Yeah. All right. Yes, I do. I just got to think about it a second. So I got, I got backup shooting guard, you have backup power forward, you have backup center. Okay. All right. Ooh. See, but the, these last two picks, I'm, I'm only, I'm only coming up with fun names. I'm not. Skill is kind of That's leaving, leaving the building right now. That's what they're for. Yeah. So that would be your pick. Uh, true. It is my pick. So I want a. We could probably cut discussion of whether we add another pick to it. Either way, um, I am going to pick. I need a. I need a backup. Uh, I need a backup point guard. Jason Williams is a lot of fun, but there's also not too much actual substance with him. So what I'm going to do is you took the Meta World piece one season. So I'm actually going to take the one season of Rajon Rondo that we had where he led the league in assists. I'm taking Kings Rondo. All right. That season's so interesting because he was fun to watch and he got a ton of assists. Right. I remember him being accused of ball stopping and hunting mm-hmm. for like assists because he'd kind of hot potatoed a guy at the last second. Like here, you take the final shot. And our offense wasn't any good despite having the league leader and assistant to Marcus Cousins. But for a backup point guard, Rondo's good for that. Yeah, 11 and 11 at where his average is that season. And I also have always been a Rondo fan since Boston. So I'm happy to have one of my favorite point guards, some guy I liked looking at when I was trying to learn how to play basketball. I'm taking Rondo as my backup PG. And I don't feel bad about it because you have Meta World Peace. So that leaves it to you with your next bench player. You know what? I took the offensive, I, sorry, I took the defensive options. I got Christy, I got our test. Let's stick Isaiah Thomas on this team. Okay. 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 I can make that work. You can hide him. It's not like I have a terribly offensively formidable backup point guard here with Rajon Rondo. So I think he'll be all right. Isaiah Thomas, IT. I like it. I like the pick. Your last pick. My last pick. So with my bench looking the way it is, I think I want a solid scoring wing. And I'm going with... You know, kind of the guy that I grew, I grew up thinking was a lot better than he actually was. And then I got older and realized he wasn't very good. And then I got even older and realized, okay, maybe he was all right. I'm taking Rudy Gay. He was sort of, it's so sad to say it, but the guy on some very, very crappy Kings teams that I grew up watching. I think he actually managed to touch 20 points per game a couple times with the Kings in 2014, 2015. He's not the greatest or more most exciting scorer or the most efficient scorer, but he can do it and he can rebound a little bit and he can assist a little bit and he can just be competent. And I'm going to take Rudy A for the tank commanding vibes. He gets to play on a good team. I like the pick. I like the pick for that last guy. The thing with Gay is he had to be the second scoring option. A lot of times the first scoring option when Cousins was on the bench throwing a fit or something. Nobody healed in this draft. Well. You do you have another him? pick. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm have... not taking him. <laughs> I'm not taking him. The thing, I mean, I'm trying to build a functional team that doesn't right. have a ton of guys that need the ball. I, I love my last pick. I'm super stoked about it. I'm taking, I'm taking Gerald Wallace. Oh, I have to remind myself what he did on the Kings. Not much. Three seasons. <laughs> three seasons of 10 minutes per game, three points and two boards. But as soon as he gets taken that expansion draft, he jumps over to Charlotte. By his second season in Charlotte, he's averaging 15 points and seven boards and 2.5 steals. He got drafted by 
the best team in the league. He's a rookie on the O2 Kings. Just didn't mm-hmm. have room to develop there. I, I understand what's going on. I know what Gerald Wallace can do. He's going right. to play on my team. So you're drafting Gerald Wallace, but you're not getting the Kings version. You're getting the Charlotte version. I, think, I get that. I still have to develop him. Still have to develop Okay. So he's, so he's a little project player to have yeah, on Yeah, he's bench. my project at the end of the bench. I know it's going. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. So I had the first pick, which means that it's up to you to choose a coach. And there are not a lot of good options in King's history, as we talked about earlier. There might be only a three. So who are you going to take of the options? Because I am curious about who you've got. Do you take the best coach in terms of what they did for real life? What they think you could do with their team? You've got options here. When I took DeMarcus Cousins, I said that I would pick a coach that would make him work. Mike Malone is going to coach my team. I'm taking him because if it's anyone else, DeMarcus is going to burn this whole thing to the ground, and it really hinges on him. Do you think we can, you can turn DeMarcus into Nikola Jokic? Is that the angle we're going with here? Hell no, but still, I'd be able to, to get a little bit out of him. And I think Mike Malone's a great coach. He just won a championship. He's a great coach. Yeah, he is a great coach. I feel good about that. I didn't do much in Sacramento, but I, I'm very happy with the pick. So here's a so you might expect me to take Mike Brown or Rick Adelman. I think Adelman had obviously Adelman with Weber and Miller. That makes obviously it makes sense to have Adelman because he he did coach that front court in real life. And I've got Darren Fox, and it makes sense to have Mike Brown there. But with my teams athleticism and offensive firepower you know you've got fox and bibby and kevin martin and and weber those are four athletic quick dudes who are just ballers on offense i think dave yeager makes his team click i love some dave yeager i want yeager ball here draft is complete would you like to like to recap for us it is a little awkward that i have dave yeager coaching vlade divak but hey whatever but yes let's let's recap to recap, my team is looking like this with starting five of De'Aaron Fox, Mike Bibby, Kevin Martin running the three with Chris Weber and Brad Miller down low, and your starting five is looking like Reggie Theus, Mitch Richmond with Paige at the three, and Hito Turkoglu and DeMontis Sabonis, the European duo, running the front court. We have two very distinctly different teams, which is fun. I like it. Off the bench, you've got the defensive wizard of Doug Christie. You've also basically got an assistant coach sitting right there. You have DeMarcus Cousins. You've got Metta World Peace, which is just about the most explosive front court I can imagine, with the little mini-man Isaiah Thomas and Gerald Wallace coming off your bench. And I've got Tyreek Evans, Keegan Murray, Vlade Divac, who doesn't know he's going to be the GM yet, Rajon Rondo, and Rudy Gay. I'm loving my team, man. I really am. I'm a big fan of what I've got. My team will either win 67 games or DeMarcus Cousins and Ron Artest will kill each other by the third week of the season and it all falls apart. Yeah, I, I see my team as, an, as, a, as a very good playoff team, although I am terrified of what happens if all of these guys have a bad series. Then this team looks terrible. If, you know, if, Kevin, if Kevin is off and Tyreek is off, then we are not scoring and it's going to look rough. But you know what? I think I'll take my chances. And I think Brad Miller is the perfect center for the modern NBA. Now he's good. He, Brad Miller was good. He's a good passer and rebounder, and he fits the, the modern prototype. This is, I'd say we're drafting for how the game is played now. If it was played earlier and we just said, whatever, all of it works, we would have taken Lottie. And I'd be starting to Marcus Cousins, but. Yeah. I'd probably still pick Brad Miller. 
because I love Brad Miller. I just I, I do. Mean, Brad Miller was like is a cool guy, and he was pretty good. Well, good draft, Jack. Thanks for joining me this week. Where can the people Where can the people find you? You can find me on TikTok, Jack the Kings fan, just like you can find Mr. Possible Chairs there as well. That's right. That's where I'll be. All right. See you there.